Hello there, you conspiracy theorist nutjobs. This is The World's End. I'm Sam Eichen. Uh, I've been away for a little while. I'm sorry for not posting or publishing any podcasts for a, a week or so. Uh, there's been some sickness in the family, and the missus ended up with pneumonia. She started off with shingles a while ago, um, and it turns out that it just took a little virus to turn it into pneumonia. How she got shingles, I don't know. Like, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, so I wouldn't possibly suggest that I knew where it came from. But what am I doing here? This is a question somebody asked me on Twitter. This is more of a personal episode. So um, if you don't like vulnerability and you don't want me to pour my heart out, please um, click into the next video, which will be published in a few hours. Um, somebody asked me on Twitter, are you all right? Your commentary's changed a bit since back in the day. I'm like, yeah, sure, it's changed a bit. Like I used to post videos about rugby where I was making fun of New Zealand for being a pack of pompous asses, But... Uh, I, you know, I've stopped that. I've stopped rooting rugby completely because I, for reasons that I'll go into another time, but um, things have changed a lot. Uh, why am I doing what I hear? Well, so um, I'm going to drop my sarcastic facade for a little while and I'm going to get vulnerable. What I'm doing is highlighting the horrid state of the traditional news media and how it allows itself to be used by powerful people to do awful things. Now, the person who asked me what was wrong is somebody who posts memes about how bad oil companies are and stuff like that. So he's a passionate person. He's driven by ideology, and he possibly doesn't agree with most of what I say. And that's fine. Um, I don't love oil companies either, but not in the same way that he does. Um, I worked in the industry for 20 years. When I left school, I started in agricultural science, ended up working. I've worked for a little while in a mine near Kalgoorlie, uh, then worked in another little mine. Uh, also not too far from Kalgoorlie, ended up working in labs in uh, University of WA and living with my grandmother, and I hated the whole work, whole lot of it. So I wanted to get into radio, um, and the top course at the time was at WAPA, the West Australian Academy of Performing Arts, so I auditioned to see what an audition was like, if it was something that I could practice a little bit, and, um, you know, maybe one day I could do a good one. But the first audition I did, I got in, so I thought, well, this is what I do. Um, and I slowly worked my way from Perth across the country, from little shitty radio station to little shitty radio station, sometimes as a presenter, sometimes as a newsreader, sometimes as a journalist, um, just working my way across until I ended up at 2GB in Sydney. Um, and then from there, I was able to step across to SBS TV, where I worked as a TV reporter for seven years. And I loved it. I loved that job. It was the best job ever. I I really did. I thought it was great. Covering world news. We weren't covering pissant little you know, car crashes and things like that in, that you would at, at any of the commercials or any of the local newses. Um, I really loved what I did at SBS. I thought it made a difference. Um, and then I left that job, though, because I could no longer afford to live in Sydney. I had this growing family. Uh, I couldn't afford a house that was big enough for us. I was working overtime, doing a couple of side jobs and spending no time enjoying life. And the rest of the time, I was stuck in traffic. Uh, and if I'm honest, uh, I was also being punished by management who straight up told me that they didn't think fat people should be on TV. Uh, I was starting to feel uneasy about the level of bias and selective reporting that I saw everywhere, not just at that network. I mean, that network is quite open about their level of bias and um, selective reporting, uh, but in the whole of the industry. And I could sense that something was going to come to a head. So I, I, I knew I needed to jump and I jumped. And I moved to Hobart, where I took a job with the ABC. Initially, they wanted to send me to Brisbane and said, I, I insisted that I wanted to go to Tasmania, where I knew they also had a vacancy. Uh, 
so this is a big thing for me. I was leaving Sydney. I loved Sydney. Um, and I was leaving TV, a job that I really, really loved. Um, and a little bit more radical honesty here. I kind of was, I, I was kind of relieved to be leaving the job that I love because I didn't want to have to see my unacceptable body on TV every day. Now, for the fuckwits out there who would have said, oh, why didn't you just lose weight? Well, congratulations. Oh, wow. Wow. I, I did never thought of that. You've just fixed it for me. Wow. I just go and lose weight. You know what you've also done? You've cured the worldwide obesity epidemic. Think for a second. Maybe things that happen that, that don't happen to you happen to other people. Everyone's got a different experience. So if that's something that you can do, congratulations. But there's a whole other episode in this, and I'll go into that bullshit at some other time. Um, so anyway, I was going to go and work as a digital producer. So I was completely out of, you know, reporting, out of everything. Uh, and they wanted me to help uh, the ABC make a transition from TV first to digital first. The problem was that the Hobart ABC newsroom did not like that idea one little bit. And I was coming from quite an assertive position after living in Sydney for so long. Um, and this sociopathic news editor and I had headbutted the second I walked in the door um, and it escalated until he threatened me physically in a dark corridor. Um, now, to be clear, I would thrash this guy. I know how to fight. I, uh, I think it would end up looking like the Hulk and Loki, that scene where he flings him around like a rag doll and then just cast him away. I, and so, um, but I, I mean, that terrified me as well. There's no way I would like to throw hands with a colleague. I mean, that never ends up well for the, for the little guy. That's for sure. And I mean, physically little, cause I was like twice the size, this guy. Um, so I did the unforgivable. I reported it to HR and it turns out HR were there to look after the bully. Um, and in the next round of funding cuts, I was booted. That was in 2016 and I was devastated. It hit me really hard. Um, I'm not playing the victim here. Um, it turns out it was one of the best things that could have happened to me, but I was, you know, I was suicidal for a little while. I was very low. It was a low point in my life. Um, and one of the best things that came from that was, so, so, you know, if you lose a job, if I lost a job, if I got fired in a similar way from Starbucks, I might not choose to go to another Starbucks again. It was that kind of feeling. Um, I haven't watched or listened to a single news bulletin intentionally or read a newspaper since that happened. Initially, it was because I was hurt. Uh, I felt like a failure and I didn't want to be reminded of how much better my former colleagues were doing compared to me. I was, I was you know, quite low. I was at a, I was not, and I, and I know that this idea of suppressing feelings and not dealing with them is not the way to do it, but this is, this is how I dealt with it for two years, two or three years. Um, the, the truth was I, I hated that work, but I wanted that job. I hated that work. I hated the unfulfilling grind. I hated the shitty pay, the shitty hours. Uh, and on top of that, I could see that this organization that I was working for was broken. They say that a fish rots from the head down. And when it comes to the rotting fish that could be described as the ABC, the rot definitely begins in Ultimo, Sydney, where management is more worried about satisfying online algorithms than reporting real news to its huge devoted audience. And this is an audience that takes its word as gospel truth. I'll run into people who will say, oh, this thing is happening. I'm like, where did you hear that? I wasn't read it on the ABC. I'm like, oh, that's precious. Well, that must be true then. All right, off you go. Um, so now getting the boot in the media industry is not uncommon. They say that you haven't worked in the industry properly until you've been fired. Um, and I was fired a few times from smaller jobs back in the day. 
And what you do is you beg, steal, and grovel until you get back in the door. Maybe not at the same network, maybe somewhere else. But I said, fuck that. I want to work for myself. I need to work out how to work for myself. But that cold turkey abstinence from all legacy news allowed me to see what was going on more clearly. This industry is morally corrupt at best. At best. It'll sell its soul for clicks, downloads, and it's obsessed with its online stats. On top of that, it's incredibly easily manipulated. The PR industry has it wrapped around its little finger. This industry that has evolved with news, which has now become this symbiotic relationship where they're fused together, where you can't pick up an, an, an article of news and not find it riddled with things that come from PR practitioners. And when it comes to big, powerful corporations that the, uh, the, the media is supposed to be holding to account, turns out the media is little more than a useful idiot. The ideologues in charge, who probably think of themselves as progressives of the 70s, 80s, 90s, uh, or the noughties, uh, who used to boycott large corporations, used to argue against censorship. They used to promote freedom of speech. They, they would uh, protest against wars. They now happily label someone who does that as a right-wing nut job, And they'll use those words. Or worse, they'll use whatever, whatever the, the, the regional slur is of the time. Uh, now, if you don't promote corporate interests, never-ending war, censorship, uh, try and break down dissent, crush dissent, if you don't promote the indoctrination of children, you're a terrorist and they will treat you like one. So that's why I'm doing what I do at the moment, because I don't see any other option. I need to. So that's why I'm here. Thanks for jumping in. I'm Sam Iken. Um, please jump in and follow us on any of the links that you can find. We have audio podcasts on all of the platforms, wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, we're on YouTube, we're on Rumble, uh, and we're on Twitter. All of these videos will be posted first on Twitter, and I don't know whether that's a good idea, but this is the way that I'm doing it at the moment. Um, we will see what happens with Twitter. Um, but until the next time, there's going to be another video coming out either later today or early tomorrow. I'm Sam Iken. Thanks for your company. Talk soon.